Hello, and welcome to Nostalgia Marcana. I'm your host, Doug Leaf. Each episode of this podcast, we'll look back on the movies, TV, games, people, and phenomena that we still love talking about all these years later, and ask ourselves why these bits of pop culture still enchant us today. This week, we'll be revisiting... Like most people, you just want to be loved and hugged and snuggled and possibly spied on from the clouds. And that's where the Care Bears come in, Uh, because today we're talking about uh, not just a a show or a a movie, but an entire franchise that has existed since the early 80s, entirely devoted to the idea of love spelled L-O-V-E and probably L-U-V as well. So uh, I'm really excited to dig into this and to help me do it. Uh, we have a guest. She is one of the rotating hosts of The Level on the DuckFeed Network of Podcasts, and she's also the host of her own show, Jala Chan's Place. Uh, please welcome to the show, Jala Prendez. Yay! Yes, Yay! I clap for myself. <laughs> I'm bringing that Care Bears energy right from the top. Yay! You, you earned it. <laughs> This whole show is going to be a lot of yay. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, Jala, uh, let's talk about Care Bears. Why did you want to cover this subject today? Well, I have lots and lots of memories of Care Bears, but um, I have a longstanding relationship with them from when I was very little and I had two of my own plush Care Bears. I had Tender Heart and Loves a Lot. And one of my formative, horrified memories was when... My loves a lot bear fell in the toilet. It was not uh, a used toilet, but it was a a toilet nonetheless. And so, even though it was quote unquote clean water, it was a gross place, and I was horrified because I was one of those kids who kept their stuff super clean. And so, like I, I anytime there was a mark, a flaw on any of my figures, or even the little cheap stuff we got from like the little vending machine, you know, quarter machines and stuff, I would always just be so upset. I didn't want any marring on my toys whatsoever. I never brushed the Barbie's hair because I knew that would mess it up. That kind of thing. So when my Care Bear fell in the toilet, you, can you can come imagine. And meet, can you come and, I was going to say, can you come and meet with my kids and teach them that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, my sister was the whirlwind child who, you know, had the total mess of everything. So I was the absolute opposite of that. Because, you know, like usually it comes in, in pairs. You get one that's one way and one that's the other. But, um... In either case. So like I was horrified and my mom's like, oh, clean it, but you can't put it in the washing machine because, you know, like it'll fall apart. So she tried to surface clean it and hand it back to me. But the the fur was never the same. And I was so 
brokenhearted about this and it traumatized me forever about my Care Bear falling in the toilet. Um, and that's where I am today, <laughs> sitting on the therapist <laughs> couch here with Doug. No, anyway, <laughs> but like uh, it explains so much. I I watched the show when I was little. I loved it, even though it was hammy. I knew it was hammy at the time, it, it, but doesn't doesn't matter. Like I was really into the message, which uh, folks who listen to my show already know for a fact, because my last episode was about empathy and emotional intelligence. So. I live the Care Bears dream. <laughs> you, so. you took it to heart for sure. I I have nostalgic memories of the Care Bears. It was definitely something that my sister was into more than me. Um, but I certainly remember watching it. I, I know I saw both of the movies. Um, the, the memory I have of the Care Bears toys is a little different. So my mom uh, was not about to go out and buy all 10 or how, 12 or however many of them there were. Um, but what she ended up finding was somewhere she found someone who sold these like fabric patterns of them. So imagine like a, a, a pillowcase with like the front of the bear, uh, as a, just a flat 2d image. And then the back of the bear is a flat 2d image. And then you sewed these two things together. And so you had this, what was basically a little care bear pillow front and back. And we had, I don't know, like all 12 of them for that. And they lived in my sister's room and I think they're still there. And like in my parents' house somewhere, these like 12, um, you know, we have care bears at home type care bears. <laughs> yeah. The DIY care bears. That's, that's pretty yeah. awesome. So I don't remember us having a lot of other care bear toys, but yeah, I, I do remember like, yeah, that like when I decided to do some research for this and I was like, let me go listen to the old uh, theme song or whatever. Like the second it started playing, I was like, Oh yeah, this thing it's in my brain way in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we, even to this day, the Care Bears play a part in my life, not just to like, because I became a Care Bear, but like, uh, and on that note, I actually want to get a tattoo on my butt of the Care Bears heart that was on all of the Care Bears. So there you go. That That's a nugget of information you can sit with now while you stare at me uncomfortably and we do this That's podcast. a nugget of information you get to sit with. Yes. Or, or so, on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of energy I bring. So anyway, um, but yeah, like the thing is, is that like I, I live with my disabled elderly parents because they need someone to take care of them. So uh, I'm around them all the time. And this means that my parents who have retained knowledge of Care Bears from 7 million years ago continually talk about Care Bears and talk about, you know, when I was four <laughs> so right. you know they're like oh you know hey what was that character that did this and then my dad would do a little dance and that kind of a thing and it happens all the time it happened with beastly one of the characters from the tv series like the, the original cartoon series back in the 80s and he kept on like oh who who does this you know oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy, oh boy. and i was like I, I have no idea but then when i was doing some research for the show and I was rewatching it. I was like, Oh, oh my God, I got to show my dad, <laughs> but he still, you know, talks about you're going to do a care bear stare and like literally calling me something as if I were a care bear. So, um, yeah, like every day it's, it's in my house. Do you have like a bear that's your bear? You're the one that you like the most. Yes. Uh, not only have I 
actually a physical grumpy bear plush that I have that's on my bed still to this day. Yes, at my age. But uh, also I had a onesie that I wore for a while. And then I also had a costume that I wore for pole dance when I was going to a Halloween choreography workshop thing. And so I dressed as Grumpy Bear. Grumpy Bear is my favorite. Why, why Grumpy Bear? Well, first off, he's the only one that has like a unique expression of the Care Bears. Like if you look at all the Care Bears dolls, they're all just the same vapid expression, except for Grumpy Bear. He's got like the skeptical eye. You know, he's always got the skeptical eye. I love it. But also, Grumpy Bear is the only one who like gets anything done. <laughs> They're all like, all the other Care Bears are like, doop a doop a doo. And then Grumpy Bear's stuck taking care of Care a lot, watching the kids, hugs and tugs. He's up in the clouds trying to repair crap all the time and, you know, trying to save the day from behind the scenes and also watching children in the process. He's just a very tired dad. That's all it is. He's a supportive, tired dad. <laughs> Calling all cares, calling all cares. Love a lot and playful heart, report to the city park. Kids scaring squirrels, wish fair and good luck. Check out the laneway in sector eight. Students painting on walls. All this uncaring is getting way out of hand. But we'll put a stop to it if it takes every last member of the Care Bears family to do it. Care 54, where are you? 54 here. That you, Grumpy? No. It's happy. Of course it's grumpy. Have you got your orders, grumpy? Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to help a grumpy boy named Alvin. Over and out. He is the one kind of, I guess you're right, kind of holding the whole operation together while they're all just doing whatever they feel like and cavorting. Yeah, like, I I just, I like Grumpy because he's unique. All the other ones are just so samey-samey. I mean, they eventually developed personalities of their own, but especially in the very early 80s, they didn't have individual characteristics. There was just palette swaps, with the exception of Grumpy Bear and Bedtime Bear, who was always asleep, so. Well, and, and Grumpy Bear is also the only one with, like, who's sort of based on a negative emotion. Yes. Everybody else is just like some version of like happy love, you know, sweet mm-hmm. bear you know, or whatever they're going to call them. Like he, he definitely like you need him to be sort of the outside eye, I guess, or the you know, the black sheep of the, the group. Yeah, well, and that's part of the thing. So, OK, in the show, they originally had individualistic powers. So once upon a time, even though they didn't have individual personalities, they all had individual powers. And so like when they used their little tummy symbols and they were doing magic with their tummy symbols, you know, like Tenderheart would create hearts, but he would create like a heart balloon or heart lily pads for them to get across some water or heart picks, I guess, to, to go rock climbing up the sheer side of a cliff. And okay, cool. That, you know, that's a very specific power that he's using to do something. But, like, what would Grumpy Bear's power be? (laughs) He creates rain clouds? He makes people upset? Like, if he actually shot you with a Care Bear stare, what would actually happen, you know, if it was going by what's on his tummy? I I don't recall him ever individually staring anybody. He's usually just part of the chorus as they all do it, which I guess if people don't know. um, So the, the, the general concept is these are cute and fluffy teddy bear creatures they live in the clouds and they occasionally go down to earth to help kids deal with their problems and cheer them up and you know they 
they have the, each of them has this bespoke symbol on their stomach that kind of matches their their name and their color and kind of their point of view, I guess, for for lack of a better phrase. And that's kind of it. But like, yeah, Grumpy, like is he's got that little rain cloud on his tummy. And he, then the last thing is you mentioned a couple of times, the Care Bear stare that when they, they're all out of options, they just blast you with a laser on their <laughs> stomach. Un, until the evil person finally gives in and becomes good, which feels very eighties to me of just like, yeah, caring and empathy. That's all good. But eventually we're just going to like violence you until you give in. <laughs> well, it's so good too, because like it wasn't until revisiting it that I even conceived of the notion that the care bears are using magic spells to solve their problems. Like, <laughs> okay, well, that is true. Like, they're saying a specific incantation and then they're shooting magic out of their bodies at you. So, okay, why not? Yeah, but you're right. I, I do remember vaguely that thing where the, the tummies were kind of used. They had other uses other than just being this, like, cheerful particle accelerator where they, like, I remember Luck Bear, who's I think was my favorite only because he was green and that's my favorite color. That's that's as far as my thought process went on luck bear. Um, but he has a clover on his tummy and I seem to remember him like somehow like pulling a clover out of the one on his stomach for something. It there, was kind of like, kind of yeah. like that moment in Superman two, where he pulls off that like uh, a cellophane S from his chest somehow and throws it. Yeah. Well, like wish bear or good luck bear. Which one did you say? Good luck bear. Uh, luck bear. Good luck bear. Okay, yeah, Good Luck Bear does actually manifest the little four-leaf clovers and tends to have good luck. Like, there was uh, one thing that I was re-watching that was uh, Good Luck Bear and Grumpy Bear, and, you know, Good Luck Bear says, all we need is a little bit of luck, makes a little, you know, um, four-leaf clover, and then, like, whatever the luck was happened, of course. Gosh, I am so unlucky. Bet I'm the unluckiest person in the whole world. I bet I'm the unluckiest person in the whole universe. Maybe she's right. Shh. Hello? We're the Care Bears. And the Care Bear Cousins. I'm Millie Jacobs, but you can call me Jinx. Everybody else does. Millie? Don't you know that there's no such thing as bad luck? Maybe not if you're a Care Bear, but there is if you're a little girl. Black cats run away when they see me coming. Oh, good luck, Bear. Maybe... Oh, do you think that you could give me a lucky charm? Well, I think that's a fine idea. What's in the box, good luck, Bear? Millie, there is something in this box that could change your luck forever. But you must not open it until you have our permission. Oh, no. I won't open it. But will the charm work? Millie, you can do anything now if you really try. Thank you, good luck, Bear. Thank you all. Oh, this is the happiest day of my life. When Millie does open that box, I think she's going to be very, very surprised. And then Wish Bear in the original uh, first uh, animated film that they did, they did like a special 
that was uh, Care Bears in the Land of No Feelings or um, something like that. And um, in that special, Wish Bear is like, I wish, and then nobody would let Wish Bear finish. Well, then Wish Bear's like, I, nobody lets me finish. I just want to say my wish. And I wish everybody was together. And then it just takes ex machina as everybody who's been like lost along this, this grueling path during this, this whole story of going through the land of no feelings. You know, they just get deus ex machina right to where they need to be all at once. Don't question it at all and go, okay, let's take down the bad guy now. And it's like, you know, like that's, that's the super powered one right there. Wish bear. <laughs> I was going to say he's a little OP. So is luck bear for that reason. Right. It's just like, I can just make good things happen. Mm-hmm. Therefore I, I win this story. <laughs> right. So, um, there, but they are like, I do like that they have this sweetness to them that is different from a lot of their like eighties cartoon contemporaries, right? Like we did an episode on uh, masters of the universe, the the movie actually, not the cartoon, but nevertheless, like there's that world of this pipeline, right? Of like, we want to sell action figures or whatever. So we're going to make up these action figures and then we're going to hire a company like Deke to come up with some cheap animation and some lore. And we're going to sell you this show to then sell you like a cereal, right? Like that was very much just the eighties. Everything was just this conveyor belt to sell you stuff. And at least the Care Bears, while a conveyor belt in that mold, were still based around the idea of like, we're going to teach kids about, you know, being kind to people as opposed to like, you know, we're, we're all about just transforming robots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, granted, I definitely watched all the transforming ro- robots as well and oh, all the yeah. other stuff. I Did I watch He-Man? Yes. Did I watch Transformers? Yes. But... You know, I also did watch Care Bears and part of the the story behind Care Bears and how it came to be in the first place is that um, it originally was a set of illustrations that was made for American Greetings in 1981. And um, although they had a few other people working on it, which we'll get to, the main artist who created the stuff that everybody is aware of is Elena Kucharik. And Elena Kucharik co-created the series like the show but also um she is the same person who illustrated the little blessings which if you know what that is those those are all the the little like i don't know uh christian cute christian stuff it's it's kind of like precious moments not quite but something like that so like you know her stuff always has this kind of um vibe of just trying to help help kids like learn how to be better or model good things for children that kind of thing and the original illustrations for Care Bears were freaking cute they were adorable yeah you sent me some of that artwork and stuff and and they they are they're they're not terribly dissimilar from the the animated series look Mm. Uh, of the eighties again, they're, they really look like they said, like, we, we need to take the humble teddy bear and kind of like up the ante. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, they, it, that design, I mean, they got redesigned a bunch later because people we were just trying to put their own spin on it. But I think that original aesthetic and visual design is like, to me, that's what makes them the care bears. They're, they're, they are teddy bear like they're fluffy and cute. They, you look like a physical, object you could pick up and hug as opposed to like a very like Gendy Tartakovsky, um, you know, just super flat image. 
Right. Well, and the thing is, is that there were originally 10 bears and all of those bears had a specific theme because again, they were for greeting cards. So you had a birthday bear because it was for the birthday card, of course, you know? And so like the, the grumpy bear, I would assume would be like here so you can have a better day, like the good for anything kind of day. Like the sympathy, the sympathy card. Yeah. Sympathy card. Or, my, my condolences. You know, like, sorry, things are tough. Hang in there or whatever. So... Mm. But, um, you know, so they had a bunch of different ones, like good luck, obviously, like good luck on X. And then you just fill in the blank there. So, I mean, like the reason why they are just concepts of like one little sentiment is because they were made for greeting cards originally. And then, of course, they're like, we can market this. And so they did. Yeah, I mean, they really did expand it. I mean, the, they brought in the Care Bear Cousins later, which is like, they don't just have to be bears. They can be like a horse or, you know, a penguin or something. And so we got all of them uh, who I actually like those designs a lot uh, on this, like the second group. <laughs> well, they sent me into space when when Small Jala was very upset about the Care Bear Cousins because Small Jala collected the wildlife fact files and was extremely upset that they called them cousins because cousins, you, you cannot have an elephant that is a cousin of a bear. That's not science. <laughs> and not I was, na- I could tell natural. you, yeah, the, the science behind this show, like I, <laughs> little Jala would tell you the, the genus species, whatever, because I had all the wildlife fact files for all of these animals I knew. So, no, that's not a cousin. I can tell you what they could have made a cousin, and I would have been able to cite for you, like, seven other animals that could have been a cousin to a Care Bear. (laughs) I like that that's the line you drew, but not the, Uh like, floating city in the clouds. Like, that's fine. That The the car made out of clouds, totally good. Um, So it's it's biology and not physics, really, that's your... your I, uh, there's a certain place to where I am okay suspending my disbelief. And then there's a line that has to be drawn. And when it comes to actually how these are related, you know, these little characters are related. Oh no, we're not going to go there. That's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. So (laughs) the same thing happened. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The same thing happened with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. When I watched the movie, I, I, I know this is not Care Bears, but you have to hear this part. So uh, when I was eight no, and no, I went yeah. to go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie live, I was so upset. I was like, Mom, I cannot believe that they put the turtles like this in this movie. They don't know April yet. Where are they getting money to pay for pizza? They don't have a job. That money is paper money. It would not be okay in the sewer. Did they rob those kids that they just beat up at the beginning and left tied up for the cops? Where are they getting money? And my mom's just like, it's a movie. Watch it. And I'm just like, but mom, the money, <laughs> like, where th- this is a bad role model. Like I was, that was me as eight years old. So <laughs> we, we did an episode on that movie a long time ago and that, that did, particular nitpick did not come up. Um, but that is a funny idea of like, yes, we have to make sure this world is internally like logically cohesive and like getting back to the care bears on that. Like, I think it's really, it's so funny that they have all of this whimsical stuff and, you know, but their reach is so modest in a way. Like it's like with all of this, you know, globe trotting power or whatever that they, their magic, their goal is we're going to go find like an eight year old who's sad because he's being bullied at school and like cheer him up. 
Like it's, it's just relatively small ball. You know, it's not world ending stakes like GI Joe would be up against or whatever. And it's like, there's something really uh, just like comforting about like, Oh yeah. If you're having a bad day, then maybe one of these talking teddy bears will show up and just like, you know, help your self-esteem. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that like for a kid, you know, like you're watching all these really cool stories. You're watching He-Man, you're watching, you know, Transformers or Thundercats or whatever. And you're like, oh, this is so cool. You know, you're watching Superman or whatever, all of this stuff. And you're like, that's great. But none of those characters concern themselves with the average Joe, let alone a little kid. So like the fact that they made plush dolls and then the show was emphasizing that these bears are there for you meant that like, you know, your toy, therefore, by extension, would be there for you. And so that would give a kid who is feeling bad a way to comfort themselves having the toy. So, yes, it's while it's selling you a thing, it's also, you know, trying to sell like a message that is really important to the kids and everything. Although it is, of course, absolutely hilarious that these bears that live in the sky and you know have all of this power to do basically anything especially wish bear <laughs> decide mm-hmm. that they're going to focus on helping all of the you know people in the world learn to care by only talking to prepubescent children in the United States one at a time one at a time <laughs> <laughs> on an as needed basis <laughs> Yeah, Wish Bear never is like, hey, I'm going to wish for an end to child poverty. Yeah, <laughs> <He never> like... <laughs> does it, right? Oh, and did you know... Away. All child abuse. Sp- <laughs> nope, not happening. Speaking of, did you know they had a human slave in the original? <laughs> I saw the that janitor. in your there was, a, there was a janitor guy, an old janitor guy that looks sort of like, I don't know, Santa or something up in the clouds. And he just was on like a, a little thing, like he was a window washer and he was just there with a bucket and some overalls. And he was the narrator for the very first special. And then like, he would just talk and go, and then the Care Bears XYZ and whatever. And then eventually they just got rid of him. He just quietly was just put out of his misery off screen. I don't know what happened, but he's just like a human stuck in the clouds. Never explained, never talked about, never directly interacted with the Care Bears, interacted with the Star and Heart Buddies, but not the Care Bears themselves. So... (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) Welcome to Carolot. I'm the Cloud Keeper. And this is the magical home of the Care Bears. Now, the Care Bears are no ordinary bears. Oh, no, no. They have a very special mission to help people share their feelings. Hey, what about us? Oh, how could I forget baby tugs and baby hugs? Hugging everything in sight. Uh, Baby hugs? Where is baby hugs? Dear me, what would happen if I weren't here to take care of you? Don't worry, Grams Bear. I'm big enough to take care of myself and baby hugs. I'm a care bear. Ooh, that baby tugs. (laughs) Just can't wait to grow up so that he can join the bigger care bears on their missions. He lives in the basement. I I don't know. (laughs) No, he fell. He, he, I mean, that's the one thing about Carolot. It's pretty dangerous. You're, you know, however many thousands of feet in the air. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I had forgotten about the little guy and yeah, there's the little like stars and hearts Mm -hmm. that populate the world of Carolot where they live. I don't know what they're there for other than I guess to just make it feel like, well, it's not just these like 12 bears that live here. There's like 
uh, a, an ecosystem. <laughs> well, the the star and heart buddies every once in a while will do stuff where like they'll just show up and then they'll convey messages or they'll like open a cage or something like every once in a while they do something, you know, they do occasionally take part, but they're not like characters with names other than star and heart buddies. So, but we also don't yeah. see like, where did the Care Bears live exactly? Where do they sleep? Do they eat? Like nothing, nothing explained. It's just like, there's one building that looks like a heart that has some stuff in it. And then there's like roads that are made out of rainbows and then there's cars and that's it. And then the telescope where they're spying on all of their so-called friends on the earth. So that's normal. Yeah, I see that's weird because in, in my memory of it, and obviously you've done the research, and I I thought I remember like you see them like sleeping in their little beds and stuff, and uh, like sort of like they have like little like smurf houses or something, but I guess not. Like they you really don't see the behind the scenes, I guess, at Carolot. There's just that one multi-purpose room. You see the round table where they all come and hang out and talk and in that one building, and then like most of the time there's only ever like one, maybe two buildings ever shown. And care a lot. The rest of it's just clouds, but I don't know. I didn't watch all of the series over again to to see it. So it may be that no, they. No, nor should you. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is that like they had a human slave window washing guy hanging off the bottom of care a lot originally. So who knows? Maybe they have beds and you know they just show up and then disappear again and are never seen and not talked about. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, again, much like the Ninja Turtles, we don't know where they earn money for this or you know, where they get <laughs> the resources they need to to take care of everybody. Um, but it is like, it's interestingly like, again, like as, it's as uncynical as an 80s toy line can be because of this stuff. Because I was thinking about like, what are other things that are like in the same category as this? And there's like, there's Rainbow Bright, there's Strawberry Shortcake, mm-hmm. there's like the Hug a Bunch. There were some other things like this. But none of them ever were quite as direct about like our mission is to care for and teach caring and defeat evil. All of which comes in the form of just like, we are against caring and love. Like it's, it's as black and white as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was looking over that list of villains and things. So there's like, what's it? No heart from the show. Um, and then there's the creepy book from the yeah. first movie, like, which I like the design on some of this. I will say like for as like cute and cuddly as everything is like when the villain side of it, they do make them for, for a show like this darker and creepier than you would expect. One day I shall rid the world of all love, all caring, all feeling. That day will come after I have destroyed each member of the Care Bear family. I, Not even the goodness of Carolot can stand the power of my amulet. Yeah, well, then again, it's also the 80s. I mean, like, some of the other animation from the 80s has some really scary stuff, you know, in early 90s. So, you know, like, think about stuff like yeah. All Dogs Go to Heaven whenever that came out <laughs> and other things like that. There were some really dark and scary things in certain animations. So, you oh, know. We, we, have to do a, we have to do an episode at some point of the show on The Secret of Nim. 
I'm oh yeah like, what mm-hmm. a fucking dark nightmare that is mm-hmm. um but like i i do miss that about animation like i feel like kids animation has gotten a little less willing to go to some of these dark places and you look at like going especially even going all the way to back to like disney in the 30s and 40s and stuff like i you look at like that night on bald mountain sequence from Fantasia or like the black cauldron from the eighties. Like you, they were doing some stuff visually that was like pretty cool and metal. Like I love that these like animators, when you let them off the hook a little mm-hmm. bit, they were like, yeah, oh, I, I want to draw this thing. That's been on the inside of my eyelids for a while. <laughs> right. Right. And it's, it's neat because like they, they had a lot of fun doing it, you know, like when I rewatched the show a little bit and I was watching a few episodes that had no heart, I was like, you know, actually no heart is a, is a, convincing villain it's not like one of those villains that you look at and you go oh that's a dopey villain you know like is beastly his sidekick a dopey villain yes but you know no heart himself actually looks pretty scary and like the evil book it looks scary you know so Nicholas. who are you how do you know my name i am a spirit nicholas your friend. I know many things. <gasps> Almost everything. Everything? I know how you can earn more friends. Really? How? With magic. Magic? Oh, not his magic tricks. I mean real magic. Magic that can make your fondest wish come true. Y- y- you mean... You could use magic to get people to like me? No, but you could. All you have to do is undo the lock. No, don't. Yeah, and no heart. So this is obviously not a visual medium, but he's a this indigo colored wizard kind of like a standard robe with like this kind of like a java like this empty face that you can't see and then glowing red eyes and these kind of like creepy eyebrows and stuff and like he he's just threatening looking like you know there is he feels too threatening for what the care bears are supposed to be like you would expect a, a slightly fluffier goofier villain for them to go up against but he's not he looks like he's out of like yeah masters of the universe or something yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's that's probably part of what lent, lent itself to me paying more attention to Care Bears because the villain isn't totally neutered. Like, it's not a villain that doesn't look threatening. It's a villain that actually looks scary. And, like, um, I hate the second Care Bears movie. It's absolutely terrible. But the villain in that is called Darkheart, and he's another one of those shape-shifting. Because, like, most of these villains, they are basically personifications of evil, and they are always wizards that can transform into different stuff or something. So um, in that movie, Darkheart can take a whole bunch of different forms. The first time you see him, he's a giant sea dragon that's trying to take down a boat filled with the Care Bears who are babies for some reason. So... You know, and like he changes form throughout the entire thing. Same thing with No Heart. He has a, an established form, but then he also can change form into a bunch of other stuff as well. Because evil takes, you know, many forms and evil has many faces. So, you know, there's that whole sentiment. So it's creepy, you know. And then, too, like No Heart in the show also has these shadows that he sends out that will go and possess children and make them act 
whatever way. So like there's shadows that attach themselves and then the kids are, are fighting or bullying each other or trying to steal or whatever petty larceny or, you know, like petty, petty stuff that they're doing. And, um, as a result, that's, that's all very creepy. And then like the Care Bears have to come along and hit the shadows with, you know, their, their tummy magic. And then, uh, the shadows will go away after they get beat on enough, you know, or in, you know, if the Care Bears show, the kid who is affected enough love and attention, then the evil goes away. And, you know, all of that is, is pretty impactful and actually, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's a way of trying to explain why is this child acting terribly, <laughs> but is actually not a bad person, you know? Oh, it's because, you know, they're filled with the evil spirit then they have to, you know, have that dispelled by love and affection and counteracted. And, you know, it's actually kind of a, a pretty mature thing, even though it's very simple in its execution, you know, like it's a mature concept because, you know, it's only through love and compassion that we can come across our differences and then see that through in a, a calm fashion and like see everybody happy at the end. So like that's, that's pretty baller actually. Yeah. As a parent, that tracks, I don't know if you have kids, but like when I, there's plenty of times when my kids will be acting up for one reason or another. And in my head, it's like, they're, you know, they've got a bad impulse. I need to, you know, you know, uh, get them to ignore or, you know, try to teach them to do the right thing instead of the wrong thing. But a lot of the time you end up figuring out like, Oh, that's not what it is they're hungry. They're, they're mm-hmm. cranky because they're hungry or they want attention or something like it's all this form of like, they're acting out not because of an evil impulse or because they need to be taught right from wrong. They do know right from wrong. It's that this other thing is latched onto them essentially, which is like I said, it's just, they need, they have a need mm-hmm. and because they have this need that's not being fulfilled. That's why it's exhibiting itself as this, you know, problematic behavior. And so that's really hard to learn because in the moment, my thought is, oh, they're doing something wrong. I need to teach them. Don't do that thing. As opposed to actually investigate and figure out what the underlying problem is and solve that. And then the other thing will go away. That's hard mm-hmm. because in the moment you're just, all you can think of is like, ah, stop doing that thing. Um, yeah. And you have to sort of like work through that. And like this, I mean, granted, I don't think my kids need an, uh, a magical shadow exorcism, <laughs> but, but like it can feel that way sometimes. Like, oh, I need to banish this evil spirit. And it's like, uh, no, that's not why your kids are doing that. It's because, you know, they're, you know, they've, they've been left alone too long or whatever. They need, they want, they they need mommy and daddy hugs right now. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to solve it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it is well observed in that way. And it's done in a way that kids, I think, can grok. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, kudos to them for that. We should talk about this a little bit as a uh, a franchise because again, we've done a few episodes like this before. We did one on Pokemon. We did one on, on Yu-Gi-Oh! Like one of these things, it's like it's so big that like it isn't just a show. It's the toys. It's the movies. It's everything. And so uh, let me move on a little bit to the show and the movies. Um, did you see either of those movies in the theater? Uh, I I cannot remember for the life of me if I watched them in the theater when I was young. I definitely did watch them. Uh, I liked the first movie a lot. And when I rewatched it, even though it's super cheesy, I still liked the first movie a lot. Uh, the second movie, 
I, I remembered about it, but like not, it didn't sink in deeply. So I don't think that I watched it all that often. Although I know I watched it when I was little. So yeah, I don't think we saw these in the theater either, probably because my sister would have been a little too young and she was the one who was more interested than I was. Um, and so I'm sure we watched it on a VHS at some point and, and ran that into the ground. I, I have a, I definitely have more memories of the first one because we probably watched it more, which is the one that takes place again. This, a uh, kids like a magician's assistant who gets possessed by this evil book, which again, pretty metal idea for the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like the second one in that it, I, for some reason I remember being kind of fascinated with the idea of the, it giving the Care Bears this origin story, mm-hmm. which I kind of liked. And I kind of dug the cousins. So which folk, the, that second movie focuses a lot more on them. So I do remember liking that aspect of it, but I'll, I'll totally take your word that it is the weaker of the two movies. Well, and the thing is, is that the second movie undoes the origin story that they give you in the first movie because in the first movie it's like the Care Bear cousins live in the forest of feelings and the Care Bears are from Carolot and you know they meet in the first movie and then the Care Bear cousins end up getting their symbols on their stomachs at the end of the movie because of the caring and love that they showed during the course of the movie helping the Care Bears but in the second movie, they're like, no, they were all orphans from who knows where. I want to know that story. Where did the Care Bears come from, actually? Like, where where, where are they fleeing on a boat in the middle of a storm <laughs> with only two adults? Uh, and then, like, they're all together on on this boat. And then they end up, like, you know, crash landing in Carolot or whatever. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. No, they were taken up by the weird star god figure that just comes out of nowhere and just brings them on a rainbow up into the clouds. And that's where they live from now on because the big star said so. Well done, my little star and hard buddies. Our search is now over. We have found the two creatures whose love and kindness for others is so great that it sets them apart from the rest of the world. From this day forth, because of their great love and caring, these two shall be known as True Heart Bear and Noble Heart Horse. And as they have helped and protected the little orphan cubs, they shall help others to share their feelings and protect everyone from Darkheart's evil. And this is how the Care Bear family began a long time ago in the kingdom of caring. They don't ever explain that either. Like, okay, why not? Yeah, I feel like cartoons of this era were not as concerned about the continuity. So they were no. totally willing to just go like, okay, well, just here, here's a new script. Kids aren't going to care. Just <laughs> different origin story. Like now it's in the world of the like post MCU. It's like, no, no, no. The, this shit has to connect up because somewhere some nerd on the internet like us is going to dissect it <laughs> and point out, you know, cinema sins, every little like error. Um, which I don't, yeah, again, this doesn't bother me that these two movies don't jive because that's not the point. Um, it isn't. But it is, it is very funny that like, you know, I get that you don't have to care about continuity, but it is a little weird. That it's like someone went like somebody who worked on the second one was involved with the first one. They should have said like, yeah, this, wait a minute. We, you could just watch it. It takes an hour and a half. You can see what happened. <laughs> then you write another one. Well, you see, the thing is, is that, um, again, Child Jala was very, 
very much like, wait a minute, that's not what you told me. That's different. Like, example, child Jala went into the Girl Scouts briefly, only briefly, was told by parents, you have to go door to door and go knock on doors and sell cookies to people. Was like, wait a minute, you told me that I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. You want me to go up to a stranger's door and like just go unsupervised and go just knocking on people's doors and talking to them and trying to hit them up for money? Like, whoa, <laughs> that's a big no. They're going to steal mm-hmm. me. No, that's a bad idea. I don't like this. You know, be you're not being consistent in what you're telling me. <laughs> so, so that yeah. was me as a child. You're like, oh God, your parents... bless your parents (laughs) but yeah hey it was the 80s it was a different time right i was listening do whatever (laughs) i was listening to what they told me and i took it to heart (laughs) i stayed away from unmarked vans and things i knew not to take candy (laughs) and stuff um yeah yeah, but uh, i'm yeah, the movies, uh, there were there were other movies after that, but the first two movies were the ones that I ever watched. I never watched any of the later stuff. They did end up having, like, in the 90s, in 91, they did a Care Bears Care for the Environment special, which was kind of like a little short movie or, you know, whatever, original animated video, trying to reboot Care Bears after the 80s. And then, like, it was rebooted 7 million times after that. And then every single mm-hmm. time that they rebooted it, they gave the characters an overhaul and tried to make them more modern looking. So like one of the incarnations with, I think the last incarnation from 2019 really looks like Steven universe, for example. Mm. And it's egregious to me. Like I don't like the artwork of Steven universe. So (laughs) I do not like the way that looks. Um, But uh, that is a totally different note, but like they, they updated it there. I think it was what 2005. It looked more like Dora the Explorer. There was a terrible section of CG when everything went CG for a while. And you know, Mm -hmm. like it's just, they tried to keep bringing it back and making it more modern so that little kids of that day and age will enjoy it. And I don't know how successful they've been. Like, I don't know how many people know that Care Bears has had so many different reboots. I mean, we're talking 1982 was the original show. That's when I was born. (laughs) Then it was uh, 1991, 2002, 2007, 2012, and 2019. So every several years, they just bring it out again. Well, I'm sure they just figure, hey, you know, the group of kids that this is targeted towards aged out of it. So we have an opportunity to sell it to a new group of kids. Um, but yeah, I, I, so it's hard for me to know, like, how successful this is. I, my, my two kids have not watched any Care Bear stuff. That's just something they, they just didn't. It's not because we tried to, you know, shield them from the, the Care Bears. It just didn't happen. They ended up watching other stuff. Um and I'm trying to think of what they did watch that would have like filled that role. They watch a lot of cutesy stuff, but never, I don't know. The, the, the Care Bears are so sort of uniquely quaint, you know, mm-hmm. and like simplistically sweet. Like they kind of, they're a little bit of the same. What was it? Uh, Davy and Goliath, like stuff like that, where mm-hmm. it was just like being good is nice. Yeah. You know, like that, 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 that seems like a too simple idea, but I almost feel like, man, kids need a little more of that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know what has filled that role in recent years. Even like the, probably these reboots of the Care Bears are probably a little more like snarky and they got a little more of a modern sensibility to them. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because, you know, uh, the style of animation in recent years is vastly different. And, you know, like the, the mode of storytelling that is done in that animation is vastly different. So, you know, um, I should have probably watched one of the newer Care Bears things, but it's so visually egregious to me, I didn't want to. I was like, no, I'm going to talk about the nostalgia factor, the stuff that I watched when I was little. That's what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) No, I think that's the right call. I mean, you know, not only because that's sort of more the remit of this show, but also because, like, I think that the, the original conception of this is more the platonic ideal of what Care Bears are, right? As this, like, messenger of goodwill and good lessons you know you could you can pair this with like mr rogers right mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i i feel like there we do need something that fills this role even if it's not a reboot of the care bears there need to be characters that teach kids this stuff and i don't know where it would come from now even being more keyed into the stuff kids watch now obviously than uh that i used to be Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's part of the thing. It's like when I was little and I was watching this because I was such an analytical child and continue to be as an adult now, um, I was really aware that they're trying to foist a message on me. Right. And I knew it was cheesy. And I will tell you when I was rewatching the first movie, (laughs) I cried, I got choked up and I cried and I'm like nodding my head and going, yeah, this is, and I was messaging you and, you know, blowing up your mm-hmm. phone with screenshots because I was like, this right here, this stuff, you know, because like I it, I took it to heart so much. And I was like, no, this still, even though it's super cheesy, like, you know, the message really did hit home for me and, you know, really did. It got ingrained in, in my entire psyche. So um, and even knowing that it was being foisted on me like you know was trying to tell me a message like everything in the 80s was doing that gi joe had their psa messages and you know all the other shows had their little psa messages joe says whatever and you know that's cool but like care bears i understood why they were trying to foist this on me why they were trying to teach me this and i understood that it was important to actually learn that lesson and so i listened so you know that's uh what was the most standout about it for me is that like, it really did. It taught me, you know, yes, granted to be a, like, you know, these little bears in the sky that are, you know, watching children from the clouds and then using, you know, proton cannons in their stomachs to do magic. But like, you know, like the, still the, the premise, the whole idea of being there for your friends and being there for each other and being kind to other people and paying it forward and all of that, like all of that stuff, Um, really just, I knew that it was important to know and I knew that I needed to learn it. And this was just reinforcing the good habits that I had so that I could strive to be more of a care bear myself. There's a, um, there's a quote and I, I want to say it's Roger Ebert, but I don't, I can't be a hundred percent sure. Um, I'll have to look it up later, but the quote is something like, you know, when you're young, uh, the things that you see in movies that make you cry, are the sad things. And when you get older, the things that make you cry are like the acts of kindness. And I, I kind of feel that a lot. Like when I watch movies, the things that like get to me are definitely more in that mold. And I don't know if it's because you, the older you get, the more horrible things you see, 
and you feel like the world is an awful place so that when these acts of kindness are depicted, it's just like, ah, oh, the world is not all garbage. Oh, thank God. Right. And it, there's something about people just, you know, shedding all of that stuff to actually do nice things for each other that can be really moving. So I, it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that like, yeah, there were parts of the Care Bears movie that did like resonate that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then too, um, what was also an important message from the Care Bears was the fact that like the characters in something like the movie, for example, Nicholas, the character that is the assistant of the magician who never had a friend in his life, according to the story, you know, um, he feels really isolated and alone and like nobody is ever going to be nice to him and nobody's going to care. So therefore, why should he care? He's going to teach everybody a lesson, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, especially when you're a kid and you're learning all of your social skills and learning, you know, how to behave in society and you've got the friend groups and there's, there's uh, this, this seeking of where do I fit in and everything. Uh, it's really easy for kids and everybody, but especially kids to get to that point where they feel like they are, you know, displaced or don't fit somewhere. They don't have any people that understand. And so, you know, like the part of the message of the Care Bears is that there's always somebody out there who will and can be that person for you as well. And you're not really as alone as you think you are. The people around you sometimes just don't understand where you're at, but like, you can get there and you have people around you, you have some kind of support network, you know, and that's super crucial. And, you know, um, on my show, I've got some episodes coming up this coming year that are going to be on the international crisis of loneliness, as is uh, quoted from Alok. And um, there's going to be multiple episodes on that. And especially like post pandemic and with everybody, uh, you know, still, a lot of people work remote and everything like that. There's a, a kind of lack of connection these days that happen, you know, is just rampant in our society that makes it hard for a lot of people, you know, just to, to feel that connection with each other. And Care Bears is about that connection. It's about that connection over distances or, you know, with people that maybe you didn't know that you would like or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, I mean... I mean, to jump into that concept of loneliness, because that is actually at the heart of a lot of these episodes and the movies, right? Of like, the, it's the, the quote unquote evil, the way it's manifested on in the show and in the movies is often the result of someone feeling that no one cares, right? That, that these people are alone and the Care Bears kind of come in and they, they solve that problem by, you know, one being a friend to these characters. In fact, I believe in the second movie, they redeem the villain who is like a, like an evil elemental basically by showing him the power of, you know, friendship and community and such. Water! You must bring this child back from where I've sent her. We, we can't. It would take more love and caring than even we have all put together. No! You've got to do something. What good is all your love, your caring, if it cannot save this child? If you can't help, who can? We care! 
we all really care. There have to be other people who care as much as we do. People somewhere, anywhere. If all of us and everyone everywhere all care together, it just might be enough to save Christy. Everyone hold hands. And together, open your hearts and your ears and listen real hard for the voice of those who care. We care. We care. We care. If you have ever cared, we do it now. Help us. Tell us you care. Tell your friend next to you that you care. We care. Tell them how much you care. Tell them again. Say it. Shout it. Help us. We care. We care. We care. We care. And we don't deal with that often enough in our lives. I think there is something, there is a lesson there for adults as well that like, you know, we, we, especially now in our very digital world, as we talk to each other on a zoom call, mm-hmm. you know, we are, we are sort of isolated even within our, our you know, our communities or we, we form bubbles around ourselves uh, to that seem comforting because they keep out all the bad stuff, but also we sort of make our own prisons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, in the second Care Bears movie, they do. They reform Darkheart and Darkheart starts to feel bad for Christy, the character that, you know, he's been dragging along and ensorceling this entire time because she straight up dies and <laughs> Darkheart ends up having to wish her back. Because the Care Bears are like, if all of us care, we can bring her back, you know, like from the brink of, of being gone forever. You know, and so uh, not that caring about someone is going to bring them back from the dead, but, you know, like (laughs) caring can do a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to helping people get out of sticky situations. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that says something, right, that we've been talking about this for a while and, and the the message is actually like filtering through, right. The, 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 the message that the creators wanted was to instill in all of these kids from the eighties, this sense of like a need for caring about your fellow man. And the more I look around at my generation, the more I'm kind of impressed that like, yeah, we're not quite like the boomers. Like we're not as you know, generally, I feel like we are a little more empathetic than that generation. We, you know, it's not so much the, we were born in the me generation, but that ended up not becoming us. Mm-hmm. to at least to, to a lesser degree. Obviously there's still, there's more than enough assholes in my age range, but that's not the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, you know, you just, just, you watch like discourse and stuff and you think like, all right, there, there's a lot of people out there that really do understand like how to care about another person. And I wonder how much of it is traceable to like being, you know, shown this stuff as kids, like actually people taking the, cause I can't think of shows like this from before the eighties really that were geared so much towards like, we're like, it was like teaching kids manners, but not ethics. Yeah. Well, Mr. Rogers, you, you said it. That's about the only thing that was, that was ever like that I know of anyway, that really instilled this kind of a message. And, you know, again, even though this was something that was all for marketing to market these toys and market these greeting cards and so on and so forth. um, At the same time, like, 
the the conceit of the of what they're doing with it has a little bit more to it. Dare I say it has a little bit more heart to it. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's it's different than, you know, hawking G.I. Joe figures, you know, like G.I. Joe is a fun show. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, like which of these is going to deeply impact your character? You know, <laughs> well, knowing is half the battle. I will say that. Um <laughs> that was like, you know, lip service paid at the end of an episode of G.I. Joe to basically be like, don't do drugs and look both ways before you cross the street. You're like, that was it. Yeah. You know, like the, otherwise, the message of that show was red laser, shoot blue laser. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Care Bears were, I mean, at least devoted entirely to this concept of like, we're going to help somebody out today and mm-hmm. make their life better. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, uh, we're kind of towards the end of the show here, but we, the, the, we've sort of been answering the primary question I usually ask, which is like, wh- why do people still care about the Care Bears, you know, 40 years after that they were, you know, first popular? Yeah. Well, it's because obviously they are watching us from the clouds and they're going to come down and find you if you don't <laughs> care anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, Much you're not like a child. Santa, yeah. Wait, you're not a prepubescent child. Never mind. They won't come for you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, they never go out. They they never find somebody who's like you know about to buy their their next uh, you know uh, prescription fill of uh, antidepressants and go like wait you know we can help you <laughs> right, uh, right. So sorry, adults who are suffering. Yeah, well, adults have way too complicated of a problem for the Care Bears to handle. Like you know, in their little cloud cars popping down and buddy buddy system and all that. But uh, <laughs> I could yep. yeah, tender heart. Let me tell you about my divorce. <laughs> but uh yeah like so so about the franchise though not only was care bears the um the different tv shows the the com you know that kind of stuff they also had comics they also had video games um it blew my mind that there was an atari 2600 video game that was actually made into an alpha that exists out on the on the internet that you can see it's not exciting it's just two care bear figures floating on the sky the end but like you know, that wasn't made. The first game actually came out in the early aughts. And I don't know that most of the games that they've made were geared towards very, very young children and like uh, toddlers and infants. So, you know, uh, they ended up making, I, I found this out. They had a Teddy Ruxpin knockoff that came out in 2005. The Care Bears share a story and it moves around and it talks and it has a little cassette that you can put in it and it will read you a story. And then they also made Sing Along Pals, which sing a song, but then they will also wirelessly link up with other Care Bears if you have more of them to form a chorus around you. So they will all sing together. But again, these are all like... That's a great idea. <laughs> these are all for like um, little kids, little kids. Um, but that's that's about, you know, the extent of that. But there there was a comic series and it was weird because uh, there was a 2020 comic comic series that was released by Marvel but drawn by a DC artist. And then in 2019, IDW also released a comic. And then, of course, there were a lot of children's books. So I did look because I was curious if they had like an art book because I would love an art book of like the original Care Bears art, but there is not. So That's sad days. I feel Somebody like needs at to some get point, yeah, at some point, the, uh, the encyclopedia Care Bears needs to exist so people can see kind of the evolution of this because, I mean, it has endured for 40 years and it's endured because of, I think, some of the things you've been talking about. I mean, that's what I was going to ask your opinion. You know, why do you think it is that, you know, here you are 
you know, all these years later. And like, when I asked you, Hey, what, what would you want to talk about? You're like, Care Bears with a bullet, you know? Um, why do you think that is that it, it means so much to people still? Well, for me, I mean, obviously I've already told the stories of literally it's in my day-to-day life, even to this day with my parents. And also I dressed as grumpy bear and I have a grumpy bear on my bed and I want a care bear tattoo on my, like it, obviously there's a lot of different reasons why, um, it's stuck with me. I think, um, in the last several years, I've been doing a lot of revisiting of old media that has impacted my character as a person. And, you know, I can cite for you some of these different things. They are on Monster Dear Monster, which is sister show to my show on my podcast network. Um, we did Flight of Dragons, that animated movie with Rankin Bass. That is a fantastic movie. And that is uh, about magic and suspending disbelief, but also science. So that's where that comes from. And then like Legend, the movie Legend from 1986 with Tom Cruise and Tim Curry and Mia Sara and directed by Ridley Scott. That's another one that that really impacted my viewpoints of, of, you know, again, the urgency of doing good and understanding that there is always going to be bad in the world that you need to counterbalance. And Care Bears, like that's right in there in that, that wheelhouse of things that really highly impacted my disposition as a person. So, you know, it really spoke to me in the time and it really just resonated and stayed with me ever since. And even though I granted, I have not avidly watched Care Bears cartoons in all of this time since I was a small child, but even going back and revisiting it for the show, it's just like, yeah, this is fantastic. I love, I love the show. I, I love these characters. I, I love the message that they're bringing. And yeah, you can roll your eyes at a lot of it. And yeah, I can sit there and point out all the stuff that they did wrong in the animation because that's me. But at the same time, you know, I do also still feel the feels when I'm watching it. Yeah, I think what they represent is so universal. And again, like so uncynical given, mm-hmm. you know, its place in time and, you know, it's again, designed to sell toys and all that stuff. We've kind of circled around this a few times, but like that, the ability of this thing to sort of transcend those roots and sort of go like, but we want kids to feel like they are not alone, that they, that they are cared for and safe and secure. And that, you know, that you can make the world a better place by caring for others. Mm-hmm. Um, we need that message. Kids need to receive that message loud and clear. And I'm glad that this has still endured to do that. I, I mean, again, I haven't watched any of the, the more recent stuff, but I imagine that's still in there because that is the DNA of the Care Bears, like mm-hmm. you know, who they are. And having that, having that be a, a resource or a touchstone for our generation and, and hopefully future generations means a lot because, you know, like it, yeah, it's fun to have all the, you know, reboots of masters of the universe and Ninja Turtles and all that stuff, but none of them are going to do this, mm-hmm. right? There's, they're, they're, I can't say they're the only game in town, but they're certainly the dominant game in town when it comes to teaching kids empathy and how to build a better world. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, like it, it was like, okay, the two things that I could think of to talk about when it comes to just old random stuff that's just outside of the box a little bit. It was like, 
we could talk about Cabbage Patch Kids just because they're horrifying and not because I have like a deep, deep resonance with them. Or we can talk about Care Bears, which is actually, you know, part of my personality now. Yeah, I will tell you that because you obviously weren't here when we were recording our uh, the episode before this just a couple of days ago. I mentioned, hey, next up is the Care Bears and both of the guests just lit up. They're like, ooh, Care Bears. <laughs> so everyone I've mentioned this to that, hey, we're doing a Care Bears episode. They all have the same reaction, which was like, I loved it. I still love it. Like it's in it is buried in my soul somewhere mm-hmm. um, because I watched this thing. And I, I mean, that's I think that says it all about who the Care Bears are and what they stand for. So. Um, Jala, thanks so much for coming on the show. This was such a blast to revisit. Um, and just a pleasure getting to speak with you. Can you tell our audience where they find your stuff so they can get more of you? Oh yeah, it's easy. I'm Jalachan in every place I can be found, including Jalachan.place, which is my URL, so you can find all of my podcasts and such. Or if you want the level, since that's on a different network, that's thelevelpodcast.com. But yeah, everywhere else on all the socials, everything, Jala John. Yes. And uh, so the level also, I should mention, is part of the Duckfeed uh, podcast network, which I've been a fan of for a long time. And we've had uh, your buddy Cole uh, on the show a long, long time ago to talk about Mist, which I think he probably feels the same way about as you do about Care Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real, real deep in his soul. So, um, so if you like this show, um, I'll put links to all of our social network stuff uh, in the show notes as always. But basically, we are on uh, the main ones, which is uh, uh, Twitter, nay, uh, or X now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Blue Sky and uh, Threads, all of those. So you can find it there. If you haven't dropped us a review yet, do it. Show us you care and uh, go do that. <gasps> and. <gasps> And, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. If you have thoughts on, uh, our recent episodes, which is this one, uh, the 16 bit Disney games before that, we released our episode on, uh, 1989's Batman. Uh, if you have some th- thoughts on the recent stuff, uh, send us that. And then coming up next, I believe is our episode on crash bandicoot. And then after that, I'm not hundred percent sure. I've got a few things in the works, but uh, I'll announce them, I guess, as they come up. So, um, that's what's happening in our neck of the woods. Um, Jala, thanks again for doing this. This was a real treat. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. All right. So until next time, that is one more entry in the Nostalgia Arcanum. Fifty-four, where are you? Fifty-four here. That you, Grumpy?
No, it's... Of course it's Grumpy. Have you got your orders, Grumpy? Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to have a boy named Alvin. Over and out. Wow, Grumpy, this is your lucky day. Oh, you've just found an eight leaf clover, and eight leaf clovers are very, very lucky. So lucky that if you want, it's supposed to grant you three wishes. Wishes? Huh. A likely story. Well, make a wish and see if it comes true, Grumpy Bear. Dicks, I don't have time. I've got a Don't you? Uh, yeah. Well, then, have a good mission, Grumpy Bear. Good mission. All I ever get to do is people when they're They never have to listen to someone who's grumpy all the time. Just once, I'd like to be the hero.